Hello, and welcome back to another episode of the Consider SCB Geniuses podcast. Once again, I'm Finley Dunn. And I'm Jack Gatto. Right now, we don't have uh, Sam Blonde with us, but there's a ch- small chance he'll be joining us later. But we will, we will be having um, an exclusive player interview later in the podcast after our usual couple segments. So make sure you yeah. look around for that. Not too many segments today, but focusing all on the player exclusive interview. Yeah. So we'll start off like we do every podcast with a little picks update. Um, I think we'll give a little background if people haven't listened to the last couple of episodes. Um, We do, or it didn't even listen to the first one. We do a lock, a game of the day pick, and an upset pick for every single day of the college basketball season. The lock obviously has to cover the spread. The upset has to uh, like win outright. And the game of the day, we just pick the winner. So we've been doing that every day of the season so far. And uh, what are the totals looking like, Gatto? Uh, right now, Sam's at 118. I'm at 118. And you're at 117. So it's getting Damn, down to the close. wire. Really yeah, close. close. Um, picks today. Um, I went Bradley as my lock by 2.5. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I just, I don't know. They're losing right now, but hopefully they'll come back. And then game of the day was Iowa-Wisconsin. I went Iowa. Yeah, good Big Ten matchup. Yeah, um, good. I went Iowa as well. And then upset, I went Hampton over Campbell. Uh, Hampton was at home. I thought they could pull it off, but they did not. They lost. Gatto, how about you? Uh, I got Longwood by three. Um, they're up 11 right now, so that's looking good. Iowa game of day. And then I pick SC Upstate as my upset. And they lost yesterday, so I thought they'd bounce back and win today, in which they did. So that looked good for me. Yeah, that was a pretty big upset, actually. Yeah. But, uh, it was only a four-win team. That was their fifth win of the season. Yeah, they kind of they smacked. Yeah. Good for them. All right. Uh, we'll move on into the segment that we've had the last couple of weeks. Uh, yeah. Little contenders pretenders. Yeah. So uh, we've done a lot of teams so far, and there hasn't been a lot of movement in the top 25, but still got some teams left. So starting off with uh, the Michigan Wolverines. Ooh, Michigan. I mean, I think you have to go uh, contender here. Contenders, how, yeah. How hot they've been all year. Yeah, um, they Hit got a little COVID bug recently, yeah. but they got um, size. They got uh, yeah. good guard play with the transfers, Mike Smith. Yeah, experienced guard play. Which is Brooks. Nice. Yeah, and then they got Livers, who I think is an underrated player. Franz yeah. Wagner, underrated player, and then Dickinson's been just a beast. Really good. So. Really good. Yeah, definitely contenders for sure. Um, they should. I think they'll go far in the tourney, even Final Four possibly. I think I could see them in the Final Four for sure. They're a, good, they're a complete team. They're a pretty good complete team. Yeah, John Howard's been coaching well this year. Um, we'll see how he coaches in the tournament, his first tournament as a coach. Yeah. So we'll see how that goes. But, I mean, they got all the talent to go to the Final Four. Mm-hmm. Um, next team, the Houston Cougars. Still a top-10 team, but obviously in a interesting conference. They see a little down year for them, but – um, I don't know. Yeah. Houston's a tough one. What do you think? Houston is tough. Uh, oh gosh, Houston. I don't know. They're always, I don't know. They've been like this last few years under Kelvin Sampson, just kind of like a good team out of the American, yeah, not a great conference, but they're always the best team. It feels like, and the last couple of years, they, I don't know. They've shown flashes, but I don't even think this is their best team in the last couple of years. I think they're better when they had like Rob Gray and stuff. Yeah, but uh, so I'm gonna go pretender. I think the league's even weaker than normal. 
Like, mm-hmm. And they've lost a couple. I mean, they lost to East Carolina. That just can't happen. That was a bad loss, yeah. yeah. So I'm going to go pretender. But, yeah, I don't, I don't really see them getting past Sweet 16. Possible Elite Eight, though, depending on the okay. I think they're a possible contender to me um, just because how – I wouldn't say easily, but how good they score the ball. Yeah. I mean, Quentin Grimes leading their team. And then they got shooters all around him. Um, it was just um, their weakness would probably be rebounding. Yeah, for sure. Size. Small team. Sure, yeah. yeah. But I think I think they got a chance. But again, that I feel like honestly that could be a team that's like maybe makes it Elite Eight, Sweet Sixteen, but maybe even lose its first round. Yeah. Yeah, I think the transfers of Caleb Mills and Fabian White Jr. definitely did not help them because they were both solid players for them last year, especially Mills. And that yeah. kind of came out of nowhere. And then the white one really hurts just because they got no size. Really. Yeah. Which has kind of been their problem the last couple of years. Mm-hmm. And yeah, true. Not, I think that just comes out in tourney play where you just need a complete team. Yeah. All right. And then um, third team, Texas Longhorns. Oh, Texas. I don't know. I'm a big Texas fan this year. I'm definitely mm-hmm. going to go contender just because I love their guards. Uh, Matt yeah. Holman, Courtney Ramey, Andrew Jones. Love them a lot. And then, I mean, they got they got size too. I mean, Greg Brown, talented. Kai Jones, talented. Kai Jones, great yeah. bench player. Yeah, fantastic bench player. Um, I mean, I got to go contender. I'd be disappointed if they didn't make it to um, at least – Sweet 16. Yeah, at least Sweet 16. But I'd, I'd like to see him make the Elite Eight. Go on a little yeah. shock to smart run. He hasn't mm-hmm. been there in a while. Yeah, it'd be cool to see shock smart back into the um, Final Four and Elite Eight area. Yeah, for sure. Um, Tex, I'm going to go Pretenders. Wow. Interesting. But um, it honestly wouldn't shock me, though, if they go far. But yeah. At the moment, um, pretenders for me. I definitely would have said contenders earlier in the season when they were. Well, did they get to top five? Yeah, they were top five. Yeah, I definitely. They were playing really good basketball then. Uh, a couple of recent losses, but um, I'm just gonna go pretenders for now. But again, it wouldn't shock me or anything if they get some good wins in attorney and end up going far. They have not been playing great as of late, but I mean. Yeah. It's all about getting hot last month. Exactly. I feel like they're a team that could definitely get hot. They definitely got enough talent, size, guard play. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, they they looked apart, but we'll we'll just see if they got enough experience. Mm-hmm. Oh, and also, Andrew Jones and Matt Coleman just can't turn the ball over. Yeah, in the tournament, which I think they'll be capable of doing, but not turning it over is what I'm saying. Yeah, definitely the challenge of the tourney games because. Um, they're experienced players, so. All right, and then um, fourth team, Virginia Tech. Va Tech. I mean, I'm I'm going straight pretender. Not a huge Yeah, so am I. They don't have enough scoring. I, they, I, it's been – they've been a lot better this year than I thought they were going to be, though. Yeah, yeah, uh, for sure. Still towards the top of the ACC, but. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, they got Kevi Aluma, who's been really good. They're still was a great player, yeah. 14 and 4, 8 and 3, third in the ACC is just a lot better than I thought they would have been, honestly. Yeah. But, um, but also, I don't know, they've had some questionable losses, like losing to Syracuse by 18. 
Losing to Pittsburgh by 11. Those are the only two. And, I mean, they lost to Penn State by 20 early in the year. But that's yeah. really, you don't really totally count that. But, I mean, if you got two guys in the double digits in scoring, I just think it's going to be hard. Yeah. A lot of scoring. Um, heavily on those two, for sure. Yeah. So, they probably feel a lot of pressure, to be honest. Yeah, I mean, Aluma has to feel pressure. He's got to play really well every game yeah. for them to just win. Just to stay in the game, basically. Yeah, I could see a hot shooting mid-major team knocking them out first round. Yeah. But also well-coached. Mike Young's a good coach. Um, so, I don't know. They could, they I, think, I think they're a pretender. But, I, yeah, pretender. All right, and then the last team we're going to talk about is uh, Missouri. Missouri. Missouri's interesting. Very interesting. Because, I mean, Tillman will be back by all accounts. Yeah. Lost both games recently without him. Yeah, I mean, he's obviously... They look like a totally different team with him. Yeah. I I, I mean, I like them this year. I think they have some talent. But I I don't think they're a national national title contender. No. Um, They're kind of like an in-between team to me. Yeah. But... I don't know. Missouri just hasn't had real success in the tournament in a while, it feels like. But Yeah, the, the last three straight losses have hurt them a lot. I mean, they're down to 6-6 six and six in the SEC. And yeah. the SEC is not super good this year. Their defense they, is not great, 20, yeah. 220th in the NCAA. So. They dropped 10 spots in the rankings this week. Mm. Um, they went from 10 to 20. Um and then I forgot what their schedule was this week, but hopefully they get Tillman back. Uh, the twentieth they got South Carolina, twenty third Ole Miss, and then they okay. Texas A and M and Florida. I mean, they could win all four of those games. Yeah, they should, they should win all of them. They should win all four. Um, that'd be good momentum into the SEC tourney. Yeah, for sure. So, I think the one thing about them is they do have some experience. I mean, Pinson's a junior, and then Drew Smith, Tillman, and Mark Smith. Their next yeah. leading scores are all seniors. So. Yeah. The experience side will definitely help them. Yeah. I think they're a team that, I don't know, maybe SEC tournament, they make a little run in that too. I think they could win that. Bama's looking yeah. like the best team, but I, I think Missouri, I don't know. Those conference tournaments, anything can happen really. Yeah, literally anything. But, yeah, I mean, those are the five teams we had to talk about today. For the contenders yeah. or pretenders. Yeah, so that's kind of all we're doing with our normal segments today. Um, now uh, we're going to be shortly bringing on our uh, our guest for the player interview, so make sure to stick around for that. Yep. All right, and now we'll be moving on to our next segment, the exclusive player interview with Colorado State sophomore standout David Roddy. How you doing today, David? Doing great. How you doing? I'm doing pretty good. Um, so, good to have you. Yeah. Stoked. Good to have you. We're happy about Thank this. Thank you. I appreciate Pretty it. Pretty excited. Um, so I guess we'll just give some background. I mean, your team's been playing pretty well this year. Kind of. Really well. Yeah. Yeah. Caught me off guard a little bit, if I'm gonna be honest. Uh, yeah. Um, you know, the team's been playing good this year. Um, it's been a it's been a really crazy year and a really fun year for the team. So, um, you know, we're just trying to have as much fun as possible in this crazy year in this COVID year. So. Um, and, you know, just try to try to keep winning and, you know, put us in a, in the best spot to, to make the tournament. Yeah, definitely. And, um, 
one of the questions was uh you were gonna ask is how has it been adjusting to the COVID season? Yeah. You know, it's been yeah, tough, it's, but it's been it it's been um you know, just different. Um in the off season we couldn't we couldn't come yeah. back to work out in the summer, so we came back July first, so we basically mm. missed an entire month. So um, you know, uh, after gotcha. that uh you know there's a lot of testing and there's a lot of temperature checks every day and and you know just different protocols that we have to do wearing masks during practice and and so you know mm-hmm. once we got really used to it it's kind of the same thing as you know everything else just playing basketball and and having fun so you yeah. know we've we've definitely made the most of it definitely what what's it like playing without fans? Does it make a difference? Is it hard to bring some energy? Is it just kind of the same? Um, it's definitely different. Um, you know they fill in Moby with crowd noise now, so during the game you don't oh, you don't really cool. feel that awkward. Um, because you know it's it's kind of still there, but um, you know the team definitely brings a lot of energy by itself. So um, you know that's not really an issue for us. But you know going to away games. Like Utah State and Wyoming, they also had fans. Um, so it definitely felt it felt oh, good okay. to finally, you know, be in that environment and you know hear people cheering for you for the first time in a long time. So, um, you know, it's the best of both worlds for sure. But um, we definitely do miss Moby Madness. Yeah, I bet. Um, going going back to your uh, freshman year. Uh, how was it playing at Cameron Indoor against Duke? That was, it was awesome. It was like kind of like a bucket list for me. Um, yeah, you know, wasn't sweet. I yeah, mean, obviously not the result you wanted, but yeah, yeah, it's all good. It was it was about the experience t- for sure. Um, it was a top five team. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, you know, it's crazy. It was just crazy. You couldn't hear yourself think uh, every basically every second wow. of the game. Um, you know, yeah. the, the crazies are are right on top of you. Um, you know they're they're loud all the time. They're heckling you an hour before the game. They all have sheets of Jeez. of like embarrassing stuff that you know that people have done or just like try to you know roast you during during warmups. So um, yeah, it, was, it was definitely a definitely a great experience and and one I'll remember for a long time. Yeah, I I don't know. I've been watching games on TV from Cameron Indoor and I. I don't know. It just looks crazy to play there. Can't imagine. Yeah. I mean, it's no wonder that Duke wins all their games at home, pretty much. Yeah, it's it's, it's yeah. Just hard to do that. Yeah, their home court advantage is crazy. Yeah. Um. So speaking of that game, you came off the bench that game, um. But obviously now you're like the focal point of the team. So how how has your role expanded from freshman to sophomore year? Yeah. Um. You know, just just. You know, getting more comfortable uh, from my freshman year into sophomore year is definitely the biggest thing uh, for me uh, in my growth. And you know, knowing where where I can score and and where I can get my teammates involved is is definitely just the biggest thing we worked on. Um, and yeah, just just a new team and a new guys, and you know, our core guys are still here. So you know, that's why we have all this mm-hmm. all this great chemistry already is just because you know we've been playing with each other for two years now. So. Um, you yeah. know, just just expanding the expanding my game and expanding the floor and getting my teammates involved has definitely just been you know the growth factors from freshman year to sophomore year. Speaking of uh, teammates, you and Isaiah Stevens are a really great underrated duo, in my opinion. Um, did that connection click right away? 
Yeah. Um, yeah, it did. Um, you know, ever since I met him and ever since, you know, I committed, we started uh-huh. texting each other and, and, you know, getting to know each other. And when we got here, it was kind of, we were roomed together too. So, um, and we're like-minded people. So, oh, sweet. um, you know, he's nice. definitely, he's definitely one of the best guards I've, I've best players I played with, uh, definitely the most skilled for uh-huh. sure. Um, you know, he has a crazy handle. He can shoot lights out. Uh, he can get his teammates involved like always. Um, and he's a great leader as well. So, uh, playing with him is definitely fun and makes my job a lot easier. Yeah, definitely. Um, all right. Um, so right now, you guys are 14 and 4, 11 and 3, second in the Mountain West. And in the most recent, like, bracketology, you guys are, like, barely out of the tournament, first four out. So, I mean, hope that, hopefully you guys will make a little – I don't even know if you'll need a run, a couple big wins. But what would it, what would it mean to you to play in the NCAA tournament? Man, it would mean, it would mean everything to me. Um, that's a childhood dream. Um, you know, it, it's in Indianapolis, which is a, a great venue. Um, you know, as long as – you know, as long as we keep doing what we're doing, I think we'll have a good shot of making it. Um, but, you know, we're just taking it game by game. But, you know, watching all the crazy March Madnesses, filling out the brackets, watching it in my middle school and, and high school and paying attention to it, like yeah. like every game. So, Remember that. Um, you know, I've had already some friends that have been in March Madness as well. So just, you know, being on that oh, cool. stage is definitely, you know, one of my one of my childhood dreams and and hopefully and one of my goals this season. Yeah, going back to this season, um, I think your best game by far, and you can agree or disagree, but that Boise State big W where you had 27 points and 15 rebounds, that was a great performance. That was a really good win for you guys. Yeah, yeah, it was a really good one. Um, you know, just, you know, everything kind of clicked that game. Um you know, the team played well. We played great on defense, uh, held them to – they didn't score a lot of points that game. They're, they're, a great, they're a great offensive team. So, you know, for our defense to, to hold them to that many points, I don't remember what it was, but it was, yeah. wasn't nowhere near their season average. So, um, you know, mm-hmm. playing like that it definitely, you know, gave us a boost and, and, you know, just kind of, you know, solidified that, you know, we're, we're a team to – you know, be competing with for the for the Mountain West, you know, t- championship. So, um, you know, yeah, that was definitely a fun one. Yeah. So you guys have already played Boise State twice and Utah State twice. Well, um, what does the rest of the schedule look like for you guys to finish the season out? So um, there's been a few COVID breaks uh, from New Mexico and Nevada. I think we're rescheduling mm-hmm. New Mexico. Um, so we're going to play okay. – we play Air Force next week, um, and then after that, we'll play reschedule our New Mexico games, and then we'll play in the Mountain West tournament, I believe, if I'm not mistaken. Okay. Right now, so some, so some favorable games, I would say, leading up to the uh, Mountain West Conference tournament. So hopefully, the momentum will be there after a couple of those wins. Yeah, hopefully. and end up, end up winning the Mountain West Conference uh, yeah. tournament. Yeah, hopefully, and then you get an auto bid. Yeah, yeah, might might get an auto bid. So yeah, hopefully we could just you know take it day by day and and just enjoy the yeah. process. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Um. All right. I guess we can we can backtrack a little bit. Uh, go back to high school and some recruiting. You were a like a 
pretty talented three-sport athlete. You did like some track and football and then obviously basketball. Why did you end up choosing the basketball route? Uh, for me, uh, my high school recruitment was kind of all over the place. Um, but the main thing I wanted to focus on was my relationship and fit, you know, with each program. Um, and mm -hmm. I didn't really compare it for either sport. I love both sports equally. So, um, you know, for me, I just wanted to have the right, you know, coaching staff and, and community behind me and culture behind me. So, um, you know, and that just kind of led me to the basketball realm rather than football, um, just because I developed just a, a better relationship with each, each coaching staff and, um, you know, and they were in constant communication with me as well. So, you know, that's kind of why I, I chose the, the basketball route. Yeah. Um, just a couple uh, in-game questions. Um, high school and college so far, who do you, who's the hardest player you've had to uh, ever guard or go against? Uh, high school? In high school, maybe like I would say, AU, yeah, AU. Or something like that. AU would definitely in college. be Marvin Bagley. Um, I played, oh, played wow. against him in AAU. Yeah. Top three pick. Yep. <laughs> yep. And then college. Hmm. There's a lot. I mean, just mm -hmm. in this conference, like Derek Alston, Matt Mitchell. Yeah. Um, Kata, you know, Bean. Bean, Bean is actually, I, I got to give credit where credit's due. Bean is actually one of the, one of the tougher guys to guard because he crashes the glass so well. And, you know, not a lot of people like to box out. And so if you forget to box yeah, him yeah. out, he's 99% going to get the rebound and, and score the layup. So, um, you know, all those guys are definitely, you know, great guys to go up against in college for sure. Yeah. Um, what? All right. So we talked about hardest player you've ever had to guard. Who's one player that you would love to one day, like, go up against or guard? Um. For me, it would definitely just be LeBron. Um, if that ever happens, um, that'd be that'd be pretty cool. Just to just understand, like I mean, it's the NBA, so it's different. And I've been watching him ever since I was a kid, so I might have an idea of what he's gonna do. But you know, his ba yeah, his bag is endless right now, so he might just shoot a fadeaway mm -hmm. from the from the coach's line. So we'll see. But just just try to go up against LeBron for sure, and just see where my strength where yeah. my strength is compared to his and how much I need to, you know, hit the gym or something like that. Just trying to see how strong he is. That's my biggest curiosity. I think you got the chance because it seems like LeBron will play till he's 50. Yeah, he's, he's, he's playing until he's in crutches. Yeah. It's crazy. I mean, he says he's going to play until Bronny's there. Yeah. It's got to be at least a few. Yeah, that's, so. that's, that's absurd. That's absurd. Yeah. Um. All right. Gado, do you have any more questions, or can we move on into the, the interactive? Yeah, let's move on to the uh, All-Decades team. Perfect. Uh, so All-Decades, we went with the 2010s, obviously, because it's the most recent. That's what we kind of know the best. Okay. Um, so, Gado, you want to go first? You go first. Yeah, so, I mean, obviously, this list is really tough to choose. A lot of great guards um, and forwards, too, throughout the past 10 years, but so at the at the point guard, I got Frank Mason the third from Kansas. Um, I thought he was unbelievable when he was in college. Um, 
And then at shooting guard, I got Buddy healed Oof. Uh, when he was at Oklahoma. That dude could score the ball. Yeah, he averaged twenty five, twenty six, I think. Yeah, and that one that one game against Kansas, where it went to like I think it was double overtime or triple overtime. Yeah, Heald had like forty something, and they won. Yeah, at Allen Fieldhouse, that was a great game. Um, small forward, it's a little biased. Uh, Doug McDermott, McBuckets from Creighton. I really liked him at Creighton. I thought he was super good. Um, I mean, yeah. That's why I had him there. Yeah. And the big guys in the front court, I had Frank Kaminsky from Wisconsin and Anthony Davis uh, when he was at Kentucky. Yeah. Um, both exceptional players, led their team to the Final Four. Um, Anthony Davis Anthony Davis, winning. Yeah, they won the whole thing. Yeah. The whole thing. Sixth man? Sixth man. Another biased answer. Jimmer for debt. <laughs> that dude was so entertaining to watch, especially in the tournament. That dude was just unbelievable. Your team would be the like the best shooting team I've ever seen. Yeah, gotta love, gotta love shooters. Mason, Buddy Heal, Doug McDermott. I mean, Kaminsky yeah. and AD can shoot it too, and then Jimmer. We're hitting 20, 23s a game at least. At least putting records up. All right, I guess I'll go my starting five next. Um, yeah, who you got? Finley. Point guard. I went uh, cardiac Kemba. Kemba Walker. He was so Good so day. fun to watch. I remember when. Yeah. I think it was – I think they, they knocked Michigan State out one year, which kind of, I don't know, that made me a little sad. But I remember just – I mean, he was unstoppable. Yeah. Unguardable. And then his um signature move. Yeah. The game winner against Pittsburgh. Yeah, you see, you see that right. so often, that, that exact shot. But it wasn't like he was just doing that once. I mean, he did that every game. All season. Yeah. Yeah. Um, shooting guard. How about a little bias? But he's also, I think, one of the best players in the decade. Denzel Valentine. Michigan State averaged like eight assists and like 18, 19 points. Really good leader as well, underrated leader. And I mean, Michigan State was really good that year. I mean, that was the year they lost to Middle Tennessee State. But I mean, oh, that was heartbreaking. Yeah. Uh, small four, uh, pretty much another shooting guard. Buddy Heels, you can't leave him out. Just too good of an offensive player. And then I went the exact same big guys as you for at least the starters. I went. AD, Anthony Davis, and Frank Kaminsky. AD would be kind of the young okay. athletic guy, and then Kaminsky's the the big veteran. And then sixth man, okay. I went Zion because, I mean, so mm-hmm. athletic. I wasn't, like, the, the biggest Zion fan in college, but, I mean, he's fun to watch, and he's definitely going to help the team. Yeah. So there you go. Yeah, those are – All right, those, David, those you want to – Those are great lineups. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'll say, for me – What you got, dude? Uh, my – my point guard, oh man, it's tough. I was gonna say Kemba, but I don't want to kind of sound repetitive. I'm gonna say, <sighs> why am I why am I blanking on his name? Michigan State point guard, Cassius Winston. Winston. Yep, Cassius Winston. I would say because if oh, four yeah. year guy, um, just yeah. killed the Big Ten every year he was there. Um, you know, dropped thirty countless times. Um, Big Ten's are definitely a tough conference. Um, you know, to to be player of the year in, but I think he was might be player of the year twice, or I think Luca Garza got him. I think last year. Um, yeah. But for shooting guard, I would say Buddy Hield for sure. He can't miss. Yeah. Um, yeah. Just unstoppable. Yeah. He was so good. <laughs> um, small forward. Man, that's tough. Let's see. Let me think. 
He can get some wiggle room. Yeah, Michael. Big. I might go. Let me go Ooh. Zion at the three. Yeah. Or right, actually, matter of fact, yeah, yeah, Zion at the three, and then okay. I'm gonna choose AD at the five, and yeah, man, it's tough. Who's the four? I'll th- I'll take. Is Tyler Hansbrough in 2010 or is it earlier? Oh, it's got to be close. It's got to be close. Yeah, it's got to be around that time. It might have been earlier, like mm-hmm. 08, 09. But he was oh, he ended 09. Mm-hmm. Okay. think Cause power forwards. Hansbrough was unguardable though. He was ridiculous. Yeah. Kaminsky was good too. He was really good. Yeah. Yeah, I'll take Kaminsky as well. I'll throw Kaminsky in there for sure. Even though I'm a I'm a Minnesotan. I don't. I don't really like Kaminsky that much, but he's in the. He's passed now. It's all good. And then, good and then, six man, six man. I, I got to go with my guy D book. Uh, six man of the year in the SEC, and he's super efficient yeah. as well. So, um, he helps yeah. every team that he's on, even when he was a freshman in at Kentucky. Yeah, might have been seen as underrated at Kentucky, but he's very underrated at Kentucky. Son saw him right away. And knew yeah, he'd for be, sure. So. Good pick by that for sure. Yeah, I, I definitely missed that one. I, was, I mean, I, when I saw Booker like not start and then the Suns draft him that high, I was like, what are they doing? And then now yeah. I look not very smart because he's a beast. <laughs> um, I love the Cash Winston pick too. He's probably my favorite favorite college basketball player ever. Yeah, he big yeah, Michigan he's State a, guy. He's a he's a legend for sure. Yeah, I mean you you can see how bad Michigan State is this year without him. Yeah, yeah, it's just you know, uh, they had a lot of COVID breaks and 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 things like that. That's what I've what I've seen. But you know, Michigan State's always a good team, and the Big Ten's crazy this year. They have like they could have like ten ranked teams. So it's like yeah, the Big Ten's really good. Yeah, it's crazy. So if you have a down year in the Big Ten, like you're still an elite team, in my opinion. Yeah, I like. I think a lot of conferences are up this year. I mean, I think the Mountain West. I mean, I think your conference is definitely up this year as well. Yeah, yeah, the Mountain West is 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 a tough conference. Um, you know, everybody can beat everybody on any given night, and and you know if they if they yeah. play well, we get national attention as well. So, um, you know, we got a lot of a lot of great teams in here. I'm hoping you guys can make the tournament. Maybe eventually play a Power Five team. Yeah, and then get increase the noise. Yeah. Beat. Yeah, hopefully, as long as we keep doing what we're doing and and just you know keep working hard for sure. Yeah, that's the right attitude. All right, I mean, thank you again for being on, David. Yeah, thank you. It's my pleasure. Great, no problem. Um, all right, Gato, you have anything else to add, or are we about good? Uh, we're good. Good luck the rest of the season, David. Um, rooting for you. Mount West Sleeper Team. Mount West Sleeper Team, yes, sir. Thank you, guys. Sure. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. Sure. All right. Uh, once again, thank you for listening to Consider SUV Geniuses podcast. Uh, I'm Finley Dunn. Uh, I'm Jack Addo. Uh, thank you. <laughs>